Thank you guys for coming to another episode of Koji's Dead Talk. There's a bitch outside your door! No, he was in the house! Fox trigonometry. Who the fuck is the Kako? I don't know that I trust you. Yeah! I'm not staying around! Goth Delph? Oh ho ho ho! Oogly boogly, bitch! There it is. <laughs> I'm glad my genuine fear is funny. We're all, we're all gonna die. If somebody wants to tightly grab it and hold it, I won't complain. <laughs> you're like, you're up, big boy, and slap my ass. And up we are. One more time. Uh, episode three of The Tub. Uh, today I am joined by my amazing friends, uh, Silvana and Aura. You guys can say hello. Hello. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited for this. I am, I am too. too. So this week, uh, I started, like I said last time, I started doing this thing where I um, start giving hints to the topics because I don't want to be to the point where I surprise them with a topic they're uncomfortable with. Uh, so this this week, the hint I gave um, was just witchcraft, witchcraft in general. Uh, and that is because the topic I wanted to talk about was uh, the Salem Witch Trials. Yes! One of let's my go! Favorite. I love this! I knew it. I knew it. Oh. I, knew that I already was... got excited when you were like, witchcraft. I was like, this is so vast that it could be. I was like, it has to be things. that. It has to be Salem. That was like one of my I favorite here, like, yeah. If it's history, it's got to be Salem. If it's not history, we could even be delving into like the old ways versus the modern ways. I thought at first it was either going to be the Salem Witch Trials or if it's like, if we're going broad that it's like themes like Wiccan or more like mythical more with mythical witchcraft approaching so um you guys remember how I was like I swear uh, I'm gonna remember to hit record I didn't uh. I didn't <laughs> I forgot to hit recording and listen, I'm downloading the VOD it's okay, and editing all again uh, of course I did this 100% just a shout out the live broadcast I do of this not because I'm a fucking idiot. God damn it. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, well. That's fine. It's fine. We're going to roll. We're going to roll. We're going to roll. We got this. Yeah, we got yeah, this. We got this. Um, so, like I said, Salem Witch Trials. It's something that I knew about, obviously. I think everybody knows about the Salem Witch Trials. But it's never something I, like, really jumped into. But as you guys have seen from, like, my previous episodes i've been in like a real spooky kick recently for some reason uh and so i wanted to do it because i, a, I wanted to learn more about it uh, i didn't realize just how many small details they there are that are important to the story yeah so i researched for like every day for a week i would just sit at work and read articles watch documentaries things like that while i took notes i have it's all my notes are on my phone so i can't like say how many like, microsoft word pages i have but it is at least double, if not triple, the amount of notes I had for episode one. Um, mm. So this might a, possibly a big shame. It's that, a... that's like schools and everything's. We'll just they're pretty much like this happened at this time. This many people were accused. We're moving on. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's so much stuff that happened. Uh, so this might end up being a part two, part one and part two. Um, just depending on how quickly we, we go. I don't want to rush through anything. Uh, and I want to give everything its due justice. I'm a big history nerd, and I, I don't like the idea of just skimming over important details. 
Yeah. Uh, so we are definitely going to be taking our time. And if we need to, we'll come back and do a part two. Uh, yeah, sounds good. So let's jump into my notes. Uh, the Salem witch trials occurred in Massachusetts between 1962 and the mid 19 1962 Jesus 1692 <laughs> in the mid 1693s. Yeah. Uh, more than 200 people were accused of witchcraft. Um, for those who don't know, back then or the devil's magic, uh, and around 20 were executed. Um, yeah. Mostly, um, if I recall, so you can correct me, I think it's 19, as in 14 women, five men. And there, there was, was a men. lot of women that were mm-hmm. mostly it was those guys. I think it was 19. Yeah, 19 pe- women were, uh, were So it wasn't just 19 women. Uh, it was 19 people total executed. 20 yeah. were killed with direct results. Yeah. There were a surprising, surprisingly yeah. large amount of men. I think four or five in that total 19. Yeah. Um, yes, there were five men. Five. All right. So in we're going to take a little bit of a jump now. Uh, in 1711, um, the colonial authorities pardoned some of the accused uh, and compensated their families. But it was only in July of 2022 that Elizabeth Johnson Jr., uh, the last convicted Salem witch um was officially um marked as not guilty which it blows my mind that it was that long until we finally like wrapped this up um i saw that on a few different websites i don't know how true that is uh i saw it more than once on these reputable websites uh so i'm trusting it but obviously at the same time that's kind of a wild fact so i don't know if i'm in on that it, I can actually believe it just solely because of all the new information that consistently comes out mm. modern day versus like when all this was happening. That's true. And even though these people obviously aren't going to be around anymore, their name and their name in history would be. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Uh, in 1689, the war between England and France in the northern territories of state New York, Nova Scotia, Quebec, uh, and a few others uh, ended up sending refugees all over Essex. Uh, and especially to Salem Village. Uh, This caused resources in Salem to grow very thin, and it only amplified the tension between the workers and the wealthy. Uh, As you can imagine, way back then, obviously, you're going to have the higher-ups and the people out there, you know, in the fields working. Uh, Salem was known, even before all this started, to have a lot of tension uh, in its everyday life. People just were just tightwads. And on top of that, like resources were very limited to say the least. Mm-hmm. And even mm-hmm. even then, with resources, you have to be careful using them because you don't want to be seen or accused as a witch at the time, which is hence the tension that's going on yes. at that time. Especially when it comes to things like medicine, aka herbalism, back in mm-hmm. the day, because you could be accused of witchcraft, even though all you're trying to do is heal like a common cold, because Things like yep. elderberries, even today, are used in medicine. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, we didn't have doctors or pharmacies. They had to do it themselves. But how dare you? Because witchcraft. Mm-hmm. I mean, we also obviously didn't have the technology to like have us to be more swift with our strategies when it comes to making medicine. Mm-hmm. One of another big reason that controversy started brewing up uh, was because of a new reverend in town named Samuel Paris. 
he became Salem's first ordained minister in 1689 and quickly gained a reputation for his rigid ways and greedy nature. The Puritan villagers believed that all the quarreling uh, ended up being the work of the devil. Paris was brought to the town in hopes to heal the torn community of Salem. However, since he kept the church so rigid and firm in the old ways, uh, it ended up doing basically the opposite. During this time, uh, a lot of the Puritan churches in the area were trying to be more liberal. Uh, a lot of the churches have started to see decline in uh, membership and attendance on Sundays. Uh, and so they were trying to change just slightly enough to stay modern, you could say. And um, this is something that Paris hated. He was absolutely against modernization of the church uh, to a point that a practice that a lot of these new, uh, more liberal churches, obviously it's Puritan churches. When I say liberal, it's very, very slight liberal uh, in these churches. Um, they had this practice called the halfway covenant, uh, which was allowed the church to baptize a child, uh, even if both their parents were not full members of the church. Um, a lot of people like that because, you know, Maybe for some reason you just couldn't be a full member, uh, but even then you get to baptize your child. Uh, however, uh, Reverend Paris refused this uh, and openly mocked it, uh, which led a lot of people to resent their new minister and work against him uh, to the point where the villagers voted not to collect church taxes uh, during the year of 1692, uh, meaning his salary, which he was promised to be relatively high back then, I believe... 50 pounds-ish a year or something along those lines, uh, it dwindled almost to nothing. Uh, the people hated him so much that some even refused to provide him firewoods, firewoods, firewood, which almost got his family to freeze during the cold northern winters. His English, he's a witch! No, I'm kidding. Exactly, to start away. <laughs> you telling me he does not freeze in the cold? He is a witch! Burn him! Wait. Literally, there's no better Salem, way to get literally the Salem Witch Trials era in a nutshell. The minute you make one small mistake, you are accused of a witch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. Especially when it came to the church or going against the church. Especially the church. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, I thought it was a lot of the church too, but then when I started doing more research into this, it actually didn't seem like it was a lot of going against the church as much as just going against each other. Uh, I mean, look, I mean, look at today in today's society. A lot of problems are people being pitted against one another versus mm -hmm. looking at the whole picture. It's more divided. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I will say I one thing I do know on this topic is like Foggy grew up in a. How do I put it <laughs> lightly? A very christian church i'll, I'll be nice and say oh okay. mm. um if y'all are catching what i'm putting down mm -hmm. here and i know i know where you're coming um, from sorry <laughs> and all of his history when it came to the salem witch trials were actually telling him that it was the opposite that it was actually people of the church and the christians being the ones accused when it was actually the opposite mm. yeah uh no, that, for any accurate. anybody who doesn't know uh if you remember Foggy from episode one, uh, him and Sylvana are actually married. Fun fact. Yeah. With their we, cuties. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We love it. Um, which, 
he was really excited because he told me that you and him talked. He's like, I know what you're going to be talking about. And he's all giddy about I talked it. to I talked to Syl about Foggy's topic beforehand. I talked to Foggy about Syl's topic. And y'all are both so excited. And I'm, it made me so proud of myself <laughs> for picking topics y'all are interested in. Oh, my God. Looks at my tarot cards and just, like, pushes them. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's actually interesting that you mentioned that, Syl. Because like I also grew up in that kind of in that kind of theme, and there's a lot of the times where you when you're hearing one tale to another, that's when it starts to get a little blurry and a little more like uh, hmm. I think yeah. it's safe to say black and white. Very much so, and especially when you're know, growing up and you're young, of course you're going to be only listening to what you're being taught. But when you grow up and you maybe do your own research, you're like, oh wait, yeah, hmm. it's, yeah, because then you start to mold your own like your own experience your own knowledge of it uh, yeah you can't even at, the, even at the same time when you're molding your own knowledge after you've been told something your entire life it takes a lot of like mental effort to change mm-hmm. your mind and a lot of like yeah. personal research and things along or those like ends. even if you're young if you're being taught one thing like let's say in school or by your parents that your best friend is being taught something different in their school or by their parents you're like well which one is which one is it you're trying to or figure it, out what's right and what's wrong or is it neither or is it a little bit of both like what's that's what i think is very interesting when it comes to schooling especially in public schools yeah not, not only you that, don't really but also know what mind. it's gonna be yeah yeah so um in january of 1692 paris's daughter elizabeth and niece abigail started to have what people called fits uh they would grow agita- agitated and would scream throw things, utter unknown sounds, and contort themselves in strange strange positions. William Griggs, an elderly and self-taught local doctor, claimed this was the work of the supernatural and witchcraft. Don't mind me just doing yoga and making groaning noises. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me, let me get a good pump in. And then some yeah, old-ass man who is a self-taught doctor, which obviously is more common back then, but as a mm-hmm. self-taught doctor who walks and goes, yep, yeah, your workout's the work of the devil. Is that a compliment or an insult, though? You know, just, like, rotate your shoulders back and just all of a sudden, like, hmm. Yeah. You're a witch. You get used to it. You're a witch, Harry. You're a mean one. This is witch. I don't think... I wasn't paying attention, but I'm pretty sure the fucking PGM just played an ad. Oh, it, it sucks. <laughs> All right, well. Okay. Oh, it's, it's okay. He's a witch. I'm a witch. witch? He's, he's already. No, 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 I'm talking about the ad. The ad is a witch. You get it. No, I'm a witch, apparently. <laughs> I wonder if I can fix that in post and edit it out. I don't know. I'll have to. Oh, I just realized all the BGM might be cut when I take away background sounds. Who knows? There might be no BGM in the episode. We might be talking on our ass. Who knows? We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll this might out. be something I need to add in post and not do live. <laughs> Enjoy. I'm learning. It's only episode three. I'm learning. Exactly. Uh, You're doing great. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. You are doing fantastic. Uh, looking back with the perspective of modern science and modern medicine, researchers have started to speculate that these quote unquote fits were some combination of asthma, uh, Lyme disease, Epilepsy, child abuse, delusional psychosis, or uh, convulsive erotism. Uh, the last is a disease caused by eating bread or cereal made of rye, which has been infected with the fungus ergot, which can incite 
vomiting, choking, fits of hallucination, and the sense of something crawling on one's skin. Also, Ergot is one of the main factors in LSD. Um, fun well, fact... Kind of that it would cause those kinds of side effects, then. Mm -hmm. Fun I fact, some theories that I saw actually said that uh, with resources so drained on Salem as it is, they were forced to eat this infected bread, stuff that they might have normally thrown away, that had this ergot, and that a huge reason Salem happened is because the entire town was tripping on LSD for like a year. I am. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> like, Wild. But that's another thing that I think is so interesting. Like, I understand, like, obviously, back in the day, they don't have resources and knowledge like you yeah. have access to now. But this is why, like, I would get so anxious. Like, I have a bunch of, like, herbalism books. I do study this. It's something that's always been very interesting to me. Um, but I see people like, oh, my God, look, I found this plant. And I'm like, do you know what it is? And they're like, no, it just, you know, everything is edible. And I'm like, yeah, everything's <laughs> edible. What's it going to do to you, though? Yeah, I'm about to say, what is, that doesn't mean it has no side effects you, whatsoever. Yeah, 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 you can you can ingest it, but. Yeah, but what yeah. if. What that's, if a, that's a perfect example. What if it gives of... me superpowers? I'll never know unless I eat it. And I'm you can't prove me wrong. About the bread too. I'll be the next Shazam. Let's go. I'll be the next Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> yeah but this, yeah i also i funny enough i also actually had um when i was a wee little puppy i had a i also had a, i also read a bunch of books that my mama puppy um has has received or had at the time and a couple of them were mostly like also dried herbs and mostly for like botanist purposes and i remember when i was out i remember actually seeing a an actual dried flower or leaves at the time and I was so curious of what it is and it's just so interesting thinking back now what if I could just like come up with brewing an herb tea or something like that it's just it's just interesting how when you learn so much of what effects it could possibly give or it could be something that's more soothing like chamomile or mm. or, or or like mm -hmm. uh what's it dryad wood dryad I think Mm -hmm. so well and it's so funny because like people don't really think about it anymore you know like we do have these things that still exist like think about mm -hmm. mint tea or even green tea these things happened because people figured out what they do and yeah bringing it back to the tea be, be yeah. <laughs> we talked about tea before we started yeah <laughs> that's why i said green tea i'm like you know people had to figure that out somewhere mm -hmm. but when it came to like like you said their bread these things you don't really know until it happens mm -hmm. but so you gotta be a little bit careful yeah a little mm -hmm. bit so other than the the two girls uh under the paris's roof another 12 year old uh probably one of the most famous younger girls in this story is ann putnam jr uh she also started having these quote-unquote fits and on february 29th under the pressure of the magistrate jonathan corwin and jonathan haythorne uh, colonial officials who tried local cases, uh, these girls blamed three women for afflicting them. Tichuba, a Caribbean woman enslaved by the Paris family. Sarah Good, a homeless beggar. Uh, let me back it up a bit. Not exactly homeless, but very poor and was known to be a beggar. But not exactly poverty. like you're... Yeah, very, very much so poverty stricken. Uh, and Sarah Osborne. A elderly, impoverished woman. Sarah Good was a mother of four. 
not mother of four, a mother of a four-year-old, as well as being pregnant at the time. She and her husband lived in poverty and was known to go door-to-door looking for handouts. She was also known to have a sharp tongue, and some of these suspects, uh, and some suspected her of witchcraft even before all of this went down. Sarah Osborne was a widowed woman who shocked the town by marrying one of her indentured servants after her husband died. She was a sickly woman who was bedridden and unable to attend church on Sundays. Uh, With her disability, it didn't really matter to her neighbors. They only saw the fact that she was not going to church. Uh, On March 1st, the three women were brought before local magistrates to be interrogated and questioned. Uh, Good and Osborne claimed their innocence. However, Tichuva actually confessed and was quoted saying, The devil came to me and bid me serve him. She described elaborate images of black dogs, red cats, yellow birds, and a tall man with white hair who wanted her to sign his book. She admitted that she never signed no, ugh, she admitted that she did sign the book and claimed the others uh, Good and Osborne also signed, as well as other unknown witches uh, amongst the community. With that, the seed of paranoia was planted and the witch hunt was officially on. I want to point out all for a signature. <laughs> I want to point out something that I thought really interesting. Nothing, obviously, nothing's proven in this. This is a personal theory. So this Paris, Reverend Paris, he shows up in town. Town hates him. Town doesn't collect his taxes, which is where he gets his salary. So he's not making anything. He's freezing. And now his daughter and niece are apparently being tormented by witches. And his uh, his slave is the one to confess. Now, obviously, like I said, personal theory, it kind of seems like this guy was just pissed at the town and just wanted to start shit. Well, because honestly, if you're going to come in to a town like that at the time that all this was going on and you're being outcast, but it's what's affecting your family and your money and everything like that, but you're a person of power, what are you going to do? Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of strong emotions. It's gonna be power trumps all kind of deal. Especially mm-hmm. back then, like egos were big. Egos and were massive really back then. Like the <laughs> honor of a man and shit like that was huge. Back then? Oh yeah. So this guy coming in and being disrespected by his his flock, uh, as they would have thought of it back then. I mean, pastor, even think about that now. He would have been absolutely rageful, and so. Uh, Personally, I can see how he might have hint, hint, shove, shoved, uh, elbow, elbow, the people in his family, and just started something. Uh, obviously, another a lot of the rumors were just that the the girls um, wanted attention from adults, wanted to be important, wanted to cause trouble, and things like that. Uh, maybe it was a combination of both. Maybe it was none. Who knows. Uh, but just something I wanted to point out there because I found it so interesting. It's yeah, a possibility or... of uh, standing out in the limelight because a lot of the things that happened at the time, you start to think, oh, okay, if you stand out, you're you're going to be accused oh, every yeah. single heartbeat moment that you do. Hmm. Basically, it's no different than like 
getting in getting in like a like a cult kind of thing you have to do mm-hmm. everything step by step like it has to be the same thing like nobody can stand out nobody can you better not miss a beat or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, if you, yeah if you skip a beat you're, you, you miss one step or you you trip over something immediately you're you're the problem even if you try being rebellious for a moment you yeah like they say don't miss a beat there's a story later on that i'm going to tell where they asked somebody a question in court and they took a second too long to answer and that caused suspicion and ended up getting them killed just That's a second saying, too like, long you, to answer a question yeah because and then also not to mention like a big thing with with this anyone can be accused if they don't like you the person in power doesn't like you doesn't like what you stand for doesn't like the opinion that you have doesn't like like you said don't you don't answer fast enough you miss a step in line you're automatically going to be wrong and what are you going to do against a person in power speaking of anybody brings me to a that's a great segue to the next point at some point charges against martha Corey, who is a local and loyal member to the church uh were also brought up this concerned the entire town if a so well-respected member of the community and the church can be accused then anybody can. Uh, magistrates even questioned Sarah Good's four-year-old daughter, Dorothy, who was claimed to have a specter that would punch random young girls. Who's, and this goes back to it. Uh, when, she, when Dorothy got questioned, she was obviously, as a four-year-old girl, was extremely nervous and extremely timid in answering these questions. And they saw that as a, oh, that's because that's she's guilty. She's not confident yeah. answering these questions because she's guilty. Uh, what that's not exactly. That's that's exactly. Any child that's, in general. <laughs> that's not the Dorothy's not the story that I was talking about. Um, uh, I don't believe Dorothy ends up dying. I know I she is. She does stay in chains girl. for like a year, but I don't yeah. know. I don't think Dorothy ended up dying because of this. But yeah, they accused a four-year-old girl. You know how traumatic yeah. that is, especially when you think about like they went. When you get accused, you go to prison. And prison back then is nasty. I have more notes on it later, so we'll get into it in a second. Yep. But prison, prison back, back then, then is nothing like we have now. Mm-mm. <laughs> just, like, imagine just, like, being this little girl in front of these, you know, like, like okay, let's think like a little kid. These scary, big people that are just yelling at you, demanding answers, demanding you tell them the truth. And you're just like, I don't. And when when you're know what to tell you. when you're a kid who goes to church and all that, and obviously like things like God and the devil are terrifying, and so when they come somebody comes to you screaming at you that you are serving and you who in your mind is the literal manifestation of evil and the devil himself, you're gonna be titted. I don't give Let's a shit who you are. Yeah, yeah. Let's like remember that the people that are yelling at you are these people that are you're supposed to trust. And on top of that, like if you think about it, like a child's mindset, like they're gonna be, they're gonna be, their minds are like a sponge. They're gonna learn something new, and they're gonna be told, "Oh, you gotta do good, gotta be good, you gotta do good things." So imagine with this, imagine her situation going up to the to to the higher ups, to the priests, basically just yelling at her. And she's trying to figure out what she has done wrong or what did she do wrong. And then all of a sudden she's in like a scare, a four-year-old in a prison. Like, come on. (laughs) Being accused of something that you've been taught your entire life is evil. And then all of a sudden you're just, it all goes down the drain just because 
you're afraid to a answer a question, which is understandable. Like, if you're yelled at over something that you haven't done, you'd be frozen too. Like, it doesn't have to be a child. Like, imagine anybody, first yep. of all, just automatically raising their voice at you like that, like an mm -hmm. authority figure. You're mm -hmm. automatically going to be like, what happened? Like, slow down. But and that takes back that? to, like, how many people get accused so quickly and ended up mm -hmm. swiftly executed. And most of the majority of the time, for what reason in the end? Because mm -hmm. you took one second too long to answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in you April, uh, the colony's deputy governor, Thomas Danforn, and his associates uh, started attending his hearings. Uh, it's interesting because a lot of these accusations weren't founded on any real suspicions. Instead, uh, some just saw it as a way to settle land disputes, land and cattle disputes. If you were having an argument with your neighbor about where the border of your property was, whether it's 10 feet one way or 20 feet another way, people just said, screw it. Uh, if you're not going to agree with me that the border of our land isn't what we say, I'm going to accuse you as a witch. You're going to get arrested, and that's just how we're going to end this. So a lot of that was... That's kind of stuff happening, which when I talked about earlier about how a lot of this wasn't going against the church as much as going against other members of society. That's what I'm talking about is a lot of these people who got accused, whereas it was just like little feuds between families. A whole lot of them were feuds between families. And it blows my mind that people didn't go, huh, I wonder me just take a second to actually think but the thing is you i guess you can't think without herd mentality mm -hmm. yeah i think the i think feud is the best term especially with those times i don't i don't think there's any other term that would describe that scenario because because <laughs> family is family you're gonna be like you're tight-knit and you want to be closer together even no matter what happens and then being dragged into a situation like that is a nightmare Mm -hmm. a lot of these accusations came from kids uh like ann putnam jr is about 12 years old at the time uh claiming to see specters they claim they slightly resemble certain people uh, and it's worth noting that a lot of these girls um these accusations were a way for them to get it, attention and out of grueling house chores for a few days uh, normally that didn't happen normally they spent all day every day doing chores um but if they accuse somebody, then they got a few days off to go do these hearings. So for anybody who doesn't know, back then what a quote unquote specter was, was like a ghostly apparition, uh, like a familiar of sorts, where you would leave your body behind and go torment somebody. And the only person who could see the specter was the person getting tormented. So and that was something that was, that was a belief that was real. Um, so if somebody claimed to see a specter that just pinched them, didn't leave physical marks, just pinched them or pulled their hair, then people fully believed it and they didn't have to see physical proof. Uh, and it was to the point that a whole lot of these accusations, accusations, uh, and then I think all of them were nothing but spectral evidence, uh, which becomes a whole lot, becomes a huge thing later on. Uh, a local farmer named John Proctor and his wife uh, and servant were accused as well as one of his daughters claimed to be afflicted and haunted by witches. However, he was skeptical, even to the point of threatening his daughter to stop claiming to have these fits. And that apparently worked, as when he threatened his daughter, uh, she ended up stopped having them. 
Uh, and since John so openly doubt the witch hunt, he himself got accused of being a witch just for simply doubting. The irony. Mm-hmm. Of course, because he stepped out of line. <laughs> but another another instance of... Not another, but it's the first instance of an adult going to these, these girls and saying, no, that's obviously a lie. Quit yeah. lying. And they did. What I find to be very interesting is... If you look at like modern medicine and like the things that we can know now when it comes to health, um, one of two things kind of come to mind that, yeah, these kids are like, I want attention. So what's the best way to get attention during all of this is to lie. But also you could be seeing these quote unquote specters if you've hit your head, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, because back then they wouldn't know these things. But like nowadays we know like what concussions are and traumatic brain injuries and they can cause different afflictions in your eyes Mm -hmm. and cause you to see these like floating specks or like what looks like dust falling Mm -hmm. or things like that. So I've had my fair share of concussions, so I have little same. I've dented my fair share of basketball courts. Sometimes little dizziness and hallucinations as well. Mm -hmm. I've even had medications that in the past of growing up um, that have caused um, audio and visual hallucinations. Oh yeah. Back then, eating things that you just find on the ground. We'll do that. (laughs) Which it's 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 interesting you bring that up. Uh, because you say like you know what seems like a speck of dust or a small little illusion, but these girls were actually claiming to see crystal clear images of these women, to the point that they were even bringing up the exact dress their specters wore, and described it. And if authorities found that that a woman that was accused owned a dress to match the description, it was seen as more evidence that they were guilty. So I mean, it got to the point where they could describe what the person was wearing in their quote-unquote fits. It's a lot like little girls or little boys were being told to stop doing something by adults, and they didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then with those, and then with those things, you might as well just call them like symptoms, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a few months after this all started, uh, Abigail Hobbs became the second person to confess to witchcraft. Her confession only strengthened the resolve and the confidence in these witch hunts. And on April 20th, 19... Jesus, not 19. Every time I do it, every time. Dyslexia, man. Uh, 1692, 12-year-old Anne Putnam, there she is again, at some point made one of the largest and most wild accusations of the entire witch hunt when she accused the town's former minister, George Burroughs, who was around 40 years old. Uh, He attended Harvard University in 1680, and he moved to Salem. But like most ministers in Salem, he found himself having disputes with the community. He was unjustly accused of beating his wife and had many financial disputes with the Putnams, uh, again, and Putnam's parents, to the point of when his first wife died in childbirth, he did not have money to pay for her funeral. So he had to take out a loan uh, with the Putnams to be able to pay for his wife's funeral. He ended up having trouble paying this loan back. Uh, which caused, obviously, financial disputes to the point of he just admitted, hey, I'm sorry, I can't pay this thing back. Uh, I give up. He resigned from his job and he left Salem. Um, so that was a huge accusation that a former minister, 
somebody that these citizens thought of a, a man of the cloth, a child of God, was accused. And that set everything on fire. We talked about earlier that if a well-respected member of the church can get accused, and who can? The priest, or the minister in this case, themselves can be accused, are accused, and spoiler, will be put to death for this. It's anybody's game at that point, mm -hmm. which was, because that's the moment where if someone, a, a minister, if a, if a minister was accused like that, and they're also like a believer of God at that moment, that is when all hell breaks loose. Everybody's going to be starting questioning the ways everybody's going to be pitchforking against each other. They're going to accuse each other of the, of like the witch hunt. It's going to eventually not, not literally, not necessarily, but it pretty much became like a massacre. <laughs> oh yeah. Very fast. Excuse me. Um, Anne claimed that she saw um, Reverend Burroughs Spectre leading a satanic mass on Reverend Samuel Paul Paris's goodness gracious on Reverend Samuel Paris's property and claimed he was leading a mass conspiracy theory uh try that was aimed at trying to get revenge on the village that so wronged his family. Mm -hmm. On May 10th, 1692, 49-year-old Sarah Osborne was the first person to pass away due to these trials. She wasn't executed However, she did pass away in prison uh, due to the due to the execution. Jesus Christ, I can't read. Sorry, not due to execution, but due to the chains and poor treatment of prisoners. Someone called a Boston prison uh, or some someone called the Boston prison. Jesus Christ, I don't know what it is about my dyslexia, but it's acting up. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> someone called the Boston prison. She was kept in a graveyard for the living, a place so terrible they were even charged for room and board. You know what? I'm back to it. Back to it. We already said earlier, like prison back then is nothing. You got charged rent now. for being in prison. Yep. They, to the point. To the point that another spoiler alert. After spoiler <coughs> alert, I'm losing my chip. <laughs> after all this is over, and everybody yeah. was you know, exonerated and proven innocent. Years after they were proven innocent, they were kept in prison because they could not pay the fees. And so they were in there not paying their prison fees in the law's mind, accumulating a real crime. So they stayed in, in prison years longer for simply just not having the money to be in prison. But do you not see the the but irony that, with that though? Like that's what they want. They yeah, want that's to what stay saying. there. The mm -hmm. laws are still intact, and that's why people are just going to be like, they're gonna they're gonna wrong you, and that takes back to, that takes back to the point where everybody can accuse you at almost anything you do. Mm hmm. But yeah, unfortunately, uh, Sarah Osborne, one of the first three accused, did pass away on May tenth of sixteen ninety two making her the first casualty. Uh, not a member of the 19 that were executed. Um, however, due to these poor conditions in the prison, there were a few that died who weren't accounted for uh, just due to, like I said, horrible prison. Conditions and everything. Mm -hmm. On the same day that Osborne died, George and Margaret Jacobs, a grandfather and granddaughter, uh, were arrested 
at the accusation of their 20-year-old servant, Sarah Churchill. George, being skeptical of the witch trials, called Sailor, Sailor Sarah a, quote, bitch witch. I love that, um, purely because I think I like rhyming things. Um, I love that. <laughs> and when he told her that if she did not lie to the mass, to the public, uh, he would beat her uh, and threatened her for her to stop, it actually, again, made her stop. However, since she stopped so fast and her recovery was seen as suspicious, this got Sarah to be accused as witchcraft as well. And all three were arrested and thrown in the prison. So Sarah accused two people, got them arrested. And then when the grandfather went, what the hell are you doing? Don't lie to these people. And she went, maybe I shouldn't lie to them. People are like, nope, nope, nope. See how see how you got healthy so fast? Nah, it's witchcraft, obviously. So even the people who were accusing others were not safe of the town's fury and the town's rage. Because at some point it's going to spiral out of control and people mm-hmm. are going to lose track of who's done what, who's said what, and everyone's kind of up for grabs. Mm-hmm. When Margaret was told to confess, again the granddaughter, uh, when she was told to confess to witchcraft or she would be hung, uh, she ended up confessing to both her and her grandfather being witches. Uh, she also confessed to other people being witches, which is a big thing that happened where when people started to confess, say, I'm a witch, I'm a witch. Well, so is person A, B, and C, that we're all we're all in this together. And that became and that's another began. factor. And that's when it begins. That takes back to, like, that takes back to the, what happened to Samuel Paris at mm-hmm. that moment. And because if he was confused, a believer of God, then all the cards are scattered all over the ground. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was uh, for fact's sake, it wasn't Samuel Paris that was accused. It was George Burroughs that was accused. George Burroughs, sorry, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, good, you're, good. George you're good. Uh, and when Margaret did this, the magistrate started to go, huh, if these witches are willing to accuse, in their minds, not an accusation, but confess to their fellow witches uh, being guilty as well, then we can just use them to find out who's a witch. And so they started to offer a deal where they would spare the lives of people found guilty of witchcraft if they found and provided evidence towards other suspects who refused to admit wrongdoing. Again, this just spiraled into even more mass hysteria. In May 14th, uh, nine, there's 19 again. 1692 on an English ship sailed carrying the new royal governor of Massachusetts, Sir William Phipps. Phipps started his career aboard a cargo ship where he slowly made his way to be the captain. He grew his fame by sailing to the Caribbean and finding the wreckage of a Spanish ship that was filled with about $20 million in, today, in today's currency worth of gold and silver. King James at the time, uh, King James II, claimed most of this treasure and in thank- thankfulness of Fipes, um, named him the royal governor of Massachusetts, even though uh, Fipes was the most well-educated to the point of he could hardly write his own name. By the spring of 1692, 38 people were accused of being witches and were in prison. Eight more were thrown in prison the day Fipes arrived. 
Prior to his arrival, there was no real legal process set up in the colonies just due to the legal system, the courts, the royal governor, the British, not properly setting anything, anything up yet because everything was still so new. Uh, that was Fipes's job, or Phipps's, Fipes's, or however you want to call him. Uh, that was his job to come over there and set up. So before this, there wasn't a real legal process. With Fipes being new, he was very scared to be accused himself for a few different reasons. Mainly, it was a well-known fact uh, that he used to play with local Native American children, uh, as, well as, as well as his wife having a relative who was among the, conf the, among the accused. Uh, that plus his just random luck of finding his massive treasure and setting himself up for a great life. Quickly, Fipe started a court with nine judges, all who were members of the political and economic elite. The court used one of two ways to convict a witch, or they were supposed to. It was through the confession of said witch or the eyewitness of two or more credible people. Without these, um, without these two things that they were looking for, they started to rely on the spectral evidence, as well as things that weren't exactly proven, things like what they called witch's marks, which might be a mole on your body or a birthmark. God forbid you have a random mole somewhere on your stomach, because uh, just because you have a mole, you're getting thrown in prison. I hate to tell you. Just one mole in your body could be like mm -hmm. everywhere, mm -hmm. like... There's a lot of stories that apparently with a lot of when you when you have like a birth mole, it tells like a story of what happened to your ancestors kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And goes whether it goes over your arm, it goes over your cheeks, it goes over your thighs, this yada, yada, yada. And it's just really interesting. Like literally you could look at your look at your look at your birthmarks right now, like whether it was wherever it is, your arm. And then you just wonder, hmm. I wonder what happened to my pinky at that time. <laughs> Say that thing nowadays, like when it comes to like your birthmarks, like, oh, you're told that's how you died in a past life. Or maybe it's something about that. Yeah. Witches marks are still a thing when it comes to beauty marks, moles, freckles, how they form on your body. Mm -hmm. um, like I used to get like a joke a lot because I have a birthmark on my forearm and it is literally in the shape of a bunny rabbit. Oh, that's adorable. And so it looks like a like a bunny like laying down. And so people would be like, okay, so were you a rabbit maybe in a past life? Or did your death have something to do with Were you the Easter bunny? Rabbit? I, I was I was. Oh yeah. I'm here I to steal all it. your eggs. I'm not gonna lie, when I hear bunny and stuff, I just think of the Monty Python movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh no. I love oh, it. No. <laughs> but even so, um, when the accused didn't have these quote-unquote witch marks, the court started to rely heavily on spectral evidence, which is the claim that somebody had a ghost or specter, like we described earlier, that would torment members of the town. It was said that once somebody signed the devil's book, they would be able to take their spectral form. The town debated on if the devil could make a specter in the form of an innocent person, or if only the guilty could appear as specters. With no one with no side able to win the argument, the courts allowed this evidence in trial, and this would play a key role in the verdicts of the accused. So, like we were talking about, 
it was believed that specters could only be seen by the person they were afflicting. AKA, you didn't have to have any proof whatsoever. You could just say, I, uh, they showed up I and saw they this. pulled my I hair. This. Kill it's them now. imaginary friend. I was going to say, is imaginary friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but with that, um, we are going to end the section of my notes, at least there. We're not going to end the podcast just yet. We're going to do a little bit of wrap up thinking. Um, but that's where we're going to end the timeline. I think that's a good middle ground. We set everything up. Uh, next time, we will get into the juicy details uh, of the executions and the end of the trials. Um, so what are you guys thinking so far? Uh, you guys obviously uh, seem to be very knowledgeable about the subject, which I am very happy about. How you guys I digging it? I'm a massive nerd when it comes to anything involving quote-unquote witchcraft. And the reason I say quote is because realistically, none of this actually has anything to do with witchcraft. It's just people throwing their word around. It's mm-hmm. little kids wanting attention. Word flinging. It's, it's people throwing accusations of the of the devil, which is a Christian thought process, meaning like the devil themselves mm-hmm. is from Christianity. You know, it's men being mad that, you know, he said that he came in and that the town didn't like him. I find it so interesting to see how things can spiral because of one word of mouth back then. Yeah, mm-hmm. anything can happen. The most interesting thing to me is that it's not exact, but the fact that how many people were taken to some kind of prison just by being accused of a witchcraft is and, close to similarity to concentration camp. Yeah, and yeah. again, oh, yeah. again, when you think about that massive number, Think about the fact, again, that no real legal court system has been set up yet. This is all just people who are saying, I'm more important than you. I have more public sway than you. So I'm going to be the one to make this verdict. Yep, I have more power Power. than you, so you do what I say. Even even when Fipes uh, got there, he didn't, like I said, he wasn't the most exactly well-educated man. He just kind of got lucky. Uh, and found his treasure. Um, so he just showed up. He didn't know what he was doing. He said, "Yeah, here's nine people who are uh, who have a lot of power. You decide, and you go for it." And that here's, spirals here's even more. Yeah. Ursus. <laughs> Literally, Among Us Salem version. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't done a map Let of that. Me... That said, <laughs> the so I can't for whatever reason I didn't think it was. I didn't write down the name of what the court was actually named. Uh, However, I do know that the person who was placed as chief justice of the court. um, Where is his name? In my notes. His name. Was. I swear I have it here. uh, Stoughton. William Stoughton. Mm. He was. He becomes one of the most evil uh, men in the story. And. Easily one of the biggest reasons this thing took off, uh, which we will get to next week. Um, yeah. Uh, do you guys have any final thoughts before we end part one of the Salem Trials? I don't think so. The only thing that I also would like to just kind of state is people don't realize it. And obviously not to these extents because of today's society. Um, these things still happen. Yeah, you still, you'll say. still get you'll still get looked down on if you you know 
believe in witchcraft or you practice in any form of way you believe in herbalism over doctors and it's so interesting to see that we really haven't come as far as people would like to believe we've come and also the difference of beliefs because like before you automatically get executed nowadays you get like the stink eye or people just you just get shunned yeah 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 you get judged Oh, yeah. Um, looks at my upbringing. <laughs> but yeah, like that's we we really haven't come as far as a society as we would like to believe we have in a grand scheme. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, it's not in the same barbaric ways, but these accusations and these threats and everything still still exists today, which is the biggest enemy today as well. And you think about it, if you think it like obviously the first thing most people think of when they think of the Salem witch trials is well I wouldn't have fallen for it I wouldn't have listened to the mass public yes you would have looks at today like yeah yeah (laughs) you 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 probably believe most news articles you come across they're not all real a lot of that is just I'm gonna doubt you or yeah or you jump to you know a judgment just because Someone may not believe the same thing that you do, or they grew up a little bit different than you. They come from somewhere different. They look different. You know, you mm-hmm. you do. Time has advanced, and technology has advanced, and so have where we placed our importance in certain things. But society in itself is still similar to how it was back then. Yeah. Yep. It's still just people with the loudest voices leading everybody else or with more money more power more standing yeah do you want to know like the interesting thing about all this what's up is if you look is if you look at the tarot cards like you're looking at the if you're looking at tarot terms um there is one major arcana that pretty much describes a lot of society as of today. I already know what you're going to say, and I love it. And that's the Hierophant. Yep. <laughs> that's the Hierophant. And those of you who don't know what the Hierophant represents, the Hierophant means someone that's like a leader, and you're basically listening to their words because they feel leader, they feel knowledgeable. It's like following those traditions. And if it's upright, that means that people trust your words people trust your judgment they have they have you to depend on but if it's in reverse which is very much like what happened to the salem trials not only is everybody going to lose their faith in you but they're going to start accusing you and they're going to find it hard to believe to take you seriously and that's what's interesting how this transitions to that point well oh, that yeah. uh that seems like some witch talk to me yeah the, the hero <laughs> fan is very big on like when it comes to law, obedience, and disobedience. And to see that kind of represent that, I very, very much agree. Mm-hmm. Before yeah, we, a lot of heavy reference. Before we end, uh, I wanted to say two things. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I stuttered a lot today. Um, I want to apologize. My reading was fucking horrible. Dyslexia had kicked my ass today. Um, sorry about that. Uh, second thing, uh, self-brag... By how fucking good I did at picking you two for this topic. <laughs> I did great. I picked the topic and I was like, I wonder who would be good. And then I just fucking shimmy shimmy shook, uh, shot my fadeaway three and sunk it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like picking the two who read tarot was a good choice. 
There's two funny things, Koji. Number one, I also stumbled, so don't feel bad. I'm sure Savannah had the moment. Yep. No, and I also have dyslexia. It is a-okay. That and I <laughs> fucking and played two, ads for my background music. Number two, here's the funny part. You're a witch because <laughs> you're a you witch. were worried about you're spelling Silvana's name. Yeah. Look yeah, at my yeah, name. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. I misspelled your name. It's all good. Yeah. I just find I was just like, when is a good time for me to make that funny moment? Yeah, I was looking at it, and since we were doing wrap up and y'all were talking, I looked up and just kind of I was reading everything everybody put, and I went, "Damn it, I you're fucked like, it up." It was, it was like. <laughs> It was a no, wild I've day at work. And I and I love learning new things. I I'm somewhat knowledgeable when it comes to the witch trials. I'm more knowledgeable as witchcraft as a whole. Um, but it's really fun like listening to you like tell a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. To Good. me it's like a great refresher for me and it feels comfortable because they're kind of, the, like for us it's like we're learning new things or or maybe we're remembering things that mm-hmm. maybe it's starting to come back to us like oh okay this is clicking to me i got this mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just more that i really wish like i went obviously i went to public school i wish that they would take more time on things like this um it really is it's one of the darkest moments in american history mm-hmm. well and unfortunately where i went to school and everything they don't um like witchcraft very much (laughs) and so they just like scooted past it like super i think we spent like a half a day on it max i think more like nowadays it feels quote-unquote controversial oh very much so a lot of the time because before it was i thought it was fun and easy to like learn more about nowadays if you go back now it just feels like eh, it's kind of a sensitive subject which is like no this is this is interesting we want to learn about our history Mm -hmm. yeah i think just in doing research, I wanted to slam my head against the table because I couldn't find one article that properly broke down every single detail for me. There was some that had a lot of information about the beginning and nothing about the end. There was some that had a lot about the end and nothing about the beginning. And at the end, I sat down and I listened to another guy's podcast. Uh, and it was like a five, like five part episode. Everything was like an hour long. I just sat down today and just listened to and took my notes on that as well as a shit ton of other things. But yeah, it's a hundred percent not easy to look into this because no, yeah, you're going to have so much knowledge, but this or so much information out in the world, but also not enough at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. Right. Obviously it's hard because this happened so long ago, like close to 300 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously it's hard because of that, but, but then again, like, why can't I just have one place where everything is? But besides that, whatever the point, uh, that is where we're going to end. Um, if you guys enjoyed, uh, I would really appreciate a rating. It means a lot to me and it really helps the podcast grow. Uh, I haven't got a lot of ratings just yet, uh, but in the few that I've had, every time I see one go up, I see an increase and uh, the amount Spotify pushes out the tub. Uh, so if you guys... If you guys wouldn't mind, it doesn't have to be five stars. Give me a truthful one. If it's if you hated it and you wanted me a one star, so be it. Uh, it's what I deserve then. Um, Give them love. But with that, we are going to end. Um, <laughs> we're going to go to the post talk with chat for a little bit. Uh, so another shout out to the live stream, uh, twitch.tv slash the Koji. Um, if you want to come and watch live at some point. Uh, with that, we end episode one of the Salem Witch Trials. Uh, Tune in next time for episode two.